Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome into a special episode of Take Command. Quick introduction as I record this at 7 o'clock on Friday night after a full day of radio and incredible insight on Adam Peters being named the new general manager of the Washington Commanders. We wanted to have something for you in the feed, whether you're listening late night on Friday or wherever you're getting to us over the weekend. So here's what you got. Two interviews. First, Scott Pioli, the man who gave Adam Peters his first job in the NFL. Really, really tremendous insight from the former NFL executives. Won a bunch of Super Bowl trophies in New England on Peters, and then Logan called in to the Hoffman Show. And so you will get me and Logan chopping up Adam Peters. For more of our coverage, including ESPN, NFL, uh, San Francisco and 49ers reporter Nick Wagner's thoughts, uh, some more thoughts from me as well and why I think this move signifies that Washington is back as an organization, a crown jewel of the NFL. Check out the Hoffman Show podcast wherever you are listening right now. But Pioli and Logan here for you in the Take Command feed. Without further ado, right now. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast does monday at the office feel like a storm not with microsoft copilot that feeling when copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly it's sunny again when copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act that sun's shining on a beach and when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And we are going to start the show with someone who knows him quite well. In fact, we're going to start the show with the man who gave Adam Peters his first job in the NFL. Scott Pioli, former NFL executive, really one of the most accomplished executives in the league in the last quarter century, now an analyst for the NFL Network, joins us to start off this Friday Hoffman Show. Scott, thank you for your time. Welcome to the show. Greg, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Always excited to talk about one of my former quote unquote young guys <laughs> yeah i mean he's still he's still uh you know pretty young guy uh, someone that of course josh harris is anticipating having around here in dc for quite a while i of course do want to take a trip in the wayback machine but i'd be remiss if i didn't just start with your reaction to the washington commanders a team that was owned by daniel snyder one year ago still now hiring the guy that everybody wanted with josh harris in charge yeah, well, first of all, you know, personally, I'm really excited for Adam. Um, again, I've known him for so long, and I'm just happy for him and his family. And, and you know, and I'm also quite honestly excited for Washington. Uh, I have so much respect for that franchise. Um, even though I grew up a fan of a certain team north of you guys uh, <laughs> up in New York, um, I've always loved the franchise and always respected the franchise. And, I'm excited and I'm truly hopeful that this works out well for everybody. 
Yeah. I mean, it is certainly an exciting day. One of the most exciting days uh, outside of the sale um, that we've had here in Washington in regards to the football team in a long time. So take us back. Take us back to when you hire Adam Peters. What stuck out about him as a young man and how quickly once you got him in the building there in New England did you realize, like, this guy, this guy might grow into something pretty significant one day in this league? Well, going to the Wayback Machine, as you like to call it, I, you know, so I met Adam back in 2002, actually. Um, you know, I, Bill and I had left the Jets in in very early January of 2000, and we were in in New England. And even though I was the vice president of player personnel and the head of the personnel department, I was still a firm believer that in that role, the general manager slash vice president player, you still need to scout. You still need to be boots on the ground, not only to evaluate talent and see talent, um, but also to just to be amongst your scouts. So while I was out there, you know, talent acquisition is players. You're thinking about coaches and you're thinking about possible future employees. So when I was out there in 2002 scouting, I met Adam. Adam was, um, you know, he had done two years, played West Valley Junior College for a couple of years, and then walked on at UCLA as a defensive end. You know, he he didn't play, caught a little action on special teams, but um, he had finished his his eligibility and was a graduate assistant coach. And you know, I got to meet him. You always, as a as a visitor, you always get to meet graduate assistants. Um, they're usually the ones that have to show you around, give you what you need, and, and and kind of take care of you. So I met Adam, and there were a number of things I liked about him. Um, you know, part of when you meet folks like that, you get to know them, you talk to them, you also, you're evaluating them, right? And that was something that I always did. And he stayed in touch with me. We stayed in touch. He only did one year as a graduate assistant at UCLA. And, you know, I'm a big believer in, in hiring young people and developing when you see certain elements about them. Um, and you think that they can be developed and grow into something you hire them. And, and, and I'll say this about Adam. You know, when I met him, here's a guy, again, played high school football, then went to a junior college because he wanted to play Division One football. And he doesn't get a scholarship at UCLA, and he walks on and plays there for two years. And here's what I'll say about walk-ons at Division One schools. Those guys go through it, man. Yeah. It, it, is a, it is tough sledding. And if you don't love football, it's a full-time job, right? And if you don't love football, you're probably not going to last. It, you know, he wasn't getting a scholarship, so he wasn't getting paid to do it. He was lining up every single day and paying to do it. That told me a little bit of something, you know, a little bit of something about him. And next year when I had a position open, uh, I, I, I offered him a job and hired him. Wow, that's a that's a great story. By the way, speaking of uh, UCLA guys, uh, my my buddy Logan Paulson, uh, who I do a podcast with, and will join us later in the show, says hello, Scott. I love uh, Logan. He's he's the best. I'm lucky enough to to get to work with him multiple times per week. I just now am imagining like Adam Peters and Logan Paulson. They didn't they wouldn't have crossed in UCLA timeline wise, but if they had them just banging helmets, uh, instead Adam uh, was one of the people that helped bring Logan to San Francisco uh, when when Logan went uh, when Kyle went. So. Um, the the yeah, connections in the league with, are crazy. I was with Logan in Atlanta, and yeah. loved Logan. And please tell him hello later on. You know, he and Adam have different styles. I'll say that. You've seen uh, pictures of Adam. Yeah. Adam dresses a little bit different than Logan. I, you know, I think they're. You know, one guy's going to, to high countries. <laughs> <laughs> they get his gear, and, and and 
Adams getting his suits tailored for sure. Yeah, <laughs> without question. Uh, probably similar football styles, very different personal styles. Um, when you think, that's actually one of the questions, football style, that I wanted to ask you about Adam Peters. Uh, Scott Pioli is with us, uh, of course, now an NFL Network analyst, one of the most accomplished uh, front office guys in the last 25 years in the NFL up in New England. Uh, you can catch him on NFL Network's game day mornings, airing Saturday at noon and Sunday at 9 a.m., this playoff weekend. But when you think about like a football philosophy, what would you say Mm -hmm. Adam's football philosophy is and how can he apply that as a lead guy and shape this commander's organization, which is a pretty darn blank slate at the moment. Yeah. Here's what I would hope it is. You know, Adam, he was very impressionable. He came to us at like 22, 23 years old. So one thing that we had in place in new England was a process and a system. It was a process of evaluation and acquiring talent that fit what the culture was. And the culture is head coach driven. It doesn't matter who's the boss, whether it's a general manager or the head coach. The bottom line is the team becomes the head coach's team. So one thing that Adam saw firsthand during his initial years in the league is when I led the personnel department, we went out and found players that fit what Bill Belichick wanted. And Bill wanted big, smart, strong, tough football players that were disciplined and did things a certain way. And if they didn't fit the head coach's personality, they probably weren't going to last and or they probably weren't going to develop. So here's what I know about Adam. Adam understands that. And he understands that regardless, his role is to find and acquire talent. Draft it, sign it, get it under contract, and help the head coach develop them. And I think Adam's philosophy is he he knows what wins in this league. He's seen it in New England. He's seen it in San Francisco. He knows what wins in the league. And he also knows that the most important part of a general manager and someone who acquires talent is to humble themselves and make sure that they're finding the talent that fits the head coach's needs and what the scheme's needs are. And obviously, uh, his first task here will be helping to hire a head coach. Um, You'd have to imagine like a Ben Johnson, a Bobby Slowick, uh, two guys that are are similarly molded to what he's been working with in San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan would be on his radar. Um, Is those the two names that make sense to you? And is there anyone else that that would really pop for you? There's other names. I I mean, those names and other names. But I I, I think, you know, one of the most important things that you can't get caught up in names and recency bias of – of success because Mm -hmm. you have to bring in someone who, again, that you believe in their offensive philosophy, their defensive philosophy, but also make sure that they can lead a team just because someone's a good play caller. Doesn't mean that they're going to be a head coach. We've seen that time and time again. Now there are obviously some people that are good play callers that become head coaches. There've been some very good defensive coaches that have become head coaches So I think the most important thing is making sure that they have aligned values on what they believe their locker room should look like, what their locker room needs to be like. And that, again, they have to be aligned in their football vision, their character vision, and what they believe is going to work. And um, you don't necessarily have to be best friends, but you have to be able to know how to get along. So the relationship becomes really important because (laughs) here's the truth. You talk about these, quote, unquote, you know, relationships that become like marriages. The truth is the the general manager and the head coach, 
they end up spending more time together than they do with their actual spouses. So these relationships, and then there's the the highs of the winning and the lows of the losing, where you know the personalities, um, and, and and the people are put under a lot of strain and stress, and they have to make sure that they can maintain their loyalty to one another while pursuing the vision. Scott Pioli with us, former NFL executive, now current NFL Network analyst. Um, great perspective. And and one more question for you, Scott, on the way sure. out here. The commanders have this number two pick, um, and it is obviously a massive piece. Number two pick always is. This is a loaded draft. It's a loaded quarterback draft. So knowing Mm -hmm. Adam like you do and the team-building philosophy and, frankly, being someone who helped him shape his team-building philosophy as as the guy who gave him his first job in the league, like any any initial thoughts on what Adam is going to be looking at um, whether it's specific of like, oh, yeah, Drake May or Caleb Williams or one of these guys like fits what Adam loves or kind of more on a philosophical level where he would probably be inclined to lean with that number two pick once he really gets to work on it. Yeah, I, I think it's too early, quite honestly, Craig. And, and hopefully what he did learn was part of our philosophy that he, he, here's what everyone knows. This football team, meaning the Washington Commanders, needs a lot of players. It's not all going to get done in one year. It's not all going to get done in two years. What you're going to need to do is maximize your player acquisition model, whether that's free agency, whether that's trade, whether that's waivers, and, of course, the draft. One of the things that we were big, big believers on in that Adam saw firsthand was collecting a bunch of draft currency. Because here's the reality. You're going to miss. We're all going to miss. And you more often miss than you hit, even the greatest of GMs. So the more opportunities, the more swings that you have at the plate, the more chance you have to be correct. Now, there may be someone, you know, at where they're picking that they feel they can't move past, but if they – here's the other thing I tried to teach Adam, and hopefully, you know, is that there's the player evaluation part of the process, then there's the draft strategy part of the process. And the draft strategy part comes in as we get closer to the draft. Make sure you get your board right. Make sure you get the evaluations right. But when it comes down to the strategy – Know where you can move to in order to collect, again, draft collateral, draft currency, and move back and get as many picks as you can if there's someone that you think you can move back to get. So if there's a quarterback they fall in love with that's that's at the spot but they think they can get to five, think of all the draft picks they may be able to get by moving back one, two, or three spots. So, uh, again, to to get too excited of who the right guy is, who they're going to pick, I think he'll have to get in, assess his roster, and and start working on the evaluation part of his own team, the draft board, free agency, and then start thinking about the strategy. No doubt. It's exciting day, but a lot of work to do ahead. Isn't it awesome? This is like a great it, – it, it's so funny that it, it's sad when some of these chapters end for folks. It really is because I've yeah. been fired too. But then every time someone new gets hired, there's like this rebirth and hope hopefulness and optimism. So I'm really, really happy for the commanders and the city of Washington, D.C., for sure. And it is a a hopefully Phoenix rising from the ashes here, uh, even more so than other places, the dramatic nature of the rise. uh, Just because it's been pretty low here, Scott, uh, in terms of the football. I I remember the old Washington teams. Growing up as a Giant fan, I had to put up with Larry Brown and Chris Hamburger and all those guys that used to beat down my New York Giants. So, so I get it. <laughs> hey, here in D.C., we're just happy Wink Martindale's gone in New York. That dude is, even though they haven't won a bunch of games, that dude has terrorized every Washington team since he's been in New York. It's been awful. 
if I see another <laughs> Giants blitz, I think I might, you know, I don't even know. Uh, anyway, Scott Pioli uh, on NFL Network's game day morning, Saturday at noon, Sunday at 9 a.m. And uh, hopefully back on this show sh- soon. Scott, that was phenomenal. Thank you so much for your time on a busy day, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. No, thanks for having me. And really, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope he does a great job for you all. Thanks so much, Take Scott. Care. Yeah, that is Scott Pioli with us here on the Hoffman Show. What a start on the day the Commanders hire their new GM and really in earnest start the football portion of the Josh Harris era. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day your weekly source for all things Commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show, a voice you hear on the show all the time, although rarely we do it this way. Uh, Live, it is Logan Paulson, my co-host, of course, for Take Command, a man who played 10 10 NFL seasons, uh, including one, by the way, in San Francisco, and is thus reduced to being introduced as my co-host on Take Command. Uh, Logan, what's up, Not much, man. How you doing? Busy day for you, I would imagine. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. So the commanders have hired Adam Peters, something that we talked about as a possibility a couple weeks ago and kind of dismissed because we all thought he would stay in San Francisco. And yet, here we are. Josh Harris got his guy. What's your initial reaction? Yeah, well, I mean, I think when you listen to stuff like that John Thomas put out and, you know, like Josh Harris is a guy who gets the guy that he wants and is very uh, deliberate and focused in terms of that attention. And it became very clear, you know, kind of early on in this process, uh, maybe actually I say early, I mean, the short, short lived process, right. Um, that uh, in the last 24 hours that that was kind of the guy. So when that was the report, when was that yesterday, I kind of anticipated that, you know, there would be some fireworks today or tomorrow and looks like it was today. And I'm really happy for the organization. I'm happy for the team. I think that, uh, you know, obviously I spent some time in San Francisco I know Adam Peters from my time there, um, and we have some mutual friends that have kind of kept us in contact, and I just think he's, uh, there couldn't be a, a more qualified person for the position. Obviously, he's, um, you know, my, my personal experience with him, I just think he's a fantastic human being. Um, his ability to relate to players, his ability to kind of account for the personal aspect of the challenges of playing in the NFL and understand that, 
I think it's fantastic. I think his relationship with the coaches in San Francisco is fantastic, and it's something that I hope that he brings here. And I'm just, you know, like a little anecdote story, like, you know, San Francisco come, came, came and played out here, and, you know, he's the assistant GM of San Francisco. He has a lot of people trying to talk to him, and we bumped into each other up in the press box, and he was like, it was like no time had passed at all. And, I, and it takes a special kind of charisma and understanding of your role to acknowledge people like that. So I think it's a pretty fantastic opportunity from a person standpoint to get a guy like that here and not to mention his, his other qualifications that we can talk about in a second. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was his role in San Francisco when you were there? And then like, what were the interactions? Because I think it's interesting because there's some schools of thought that say front office people basically like shouldn't be in the locker room. They're like, no, that's the right. coach's territory. Um, but it seems like in San Francisco, there's this really amazing kind of uh, cohesion, collaboration, and understanding between Kyle and his staff and, and John Lynch and his staff, of which Adam Peters was a part of until he accepted this job. So the fact that you have personal experience with him in a, as a player, I think is, is pretty interesting to begin with. So like, what was his role and what were those interactions like that Washington players can presumably expect here? Yeah. So I think one of the things, you know, like when I first got to Washington, just as a point of junk position, like the, the head of player pro personnel at the time believed that the scouts and the pro personnel people shouldn't talk or try to develop personal relationships with the players. And that's not, I don't think a bad thing. I think, you know, sometimes personal relationships can bias your evaluations of guys. And, um, and I think, you know, it led to kind of a different working environment. I don't want to make it seem like Adam Peters is in the locker room every single day, but you'd see him around the building and he would just be like, Hey Logan, how are you? And the fact that he knew my name, was a big deal because I think he was like assistant GM or assistant to the GM at the time, whatever his official title was. He had just come over from Denver, um, which obviously had just won a Super Bowl prior to his arrival in San Francisco with Peyton Manning. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty special. And I think it just shows, again, a, a level of pro- professionalism that I'm, I hearken back to how Sean McVay was when he was here in Washington, his ability to like know every single human being's name in the building, right? He knew the, the, the equipment guys, he knew the training staff, he knew the janitors. And I think Adam Peters kind of embodied some of that same interpersonal charisma. And I think that with his kind of his, his gravity that he brings when he brings to when, when he walks into a room, I think it's pretty special. And I think it's all things you need to be kind of a modern GM. And I think it's I think it's kind of exceptional in a way. You know, you hear stories, time reporter on some stories. I've heard stories tangentially through connections and contacts to the NFL of him just understanding how challenging it is for players. So I think, I think that empathy is, it doesn't stop him from being a professional, but I also think it makes a better working environment and a, and a, and a culture that respects people and respects humans as opposed to the commodities that the players sometimes are seen as. Culture, there's that word again. Uh, Logan Paulson with us here on the Hoffman Show. Uh, of course, co-host with me on Take Command, contributor here on the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan, Command Center for the Commander's YouTube page, uh, and played 10 years in the NFL. All right, so the relationship with the coaching staff is going to be critically important. Before we talk about who might be a good fit with him here, there's some obvious, obvious ones, uh, at least through where I sit. Um, what was his relationship like with Kyle in terms of making sure that Kyle had the players that he needed to go out and execute on Sundays with? I think before you talk about that, you got to talk about kind of how he's viewed around the NFL in terms of his ability to evaluate talent. And he's widely considered, you know, pretty much everybody he talked to as one of the premier talent evaluators in the NFL. And then to kind of peel back that onion a little bit, I think to your point, Craig, one of the things he does an excellent job of, of, you know, everyone's got their big board and they try to approximately fit it what the team needs but you know in my experience 
scouts have a hard time with that because they don't really understand the football side of it. So when you talk to scouts, you know, they're kind of like, this is my number one guy, kind of regardless of scheme, right? I think Adam Peters, from what I understand and from people that I've talked to around the NFL, has a really good feel for identifying what, how to value players based on what the coaches, coach wants from the player. So I think you see that, you know, to a T in San Francisco, right? They go out, they draft Debo Samuel, they draft Brandon Ayuk, guys that maybe other teams and other organizations wouldn't value as highly because they're not prototypical for the position. But I think uh, Adam, to his credit, John Lynch, to his credit, and Kyle's communication with the two of them, they understand what they're looking for out of that position. They understand it doesn't need to be DK Metcalf. It doesn't need to be a Justin Jefferson. It can be a guy who's just excellent after the catch, who can get open through scheme and open through concept. And I think that's kind of what you saw there. I think you see that with how they kind of cultivated the defensive front in San Francisco. You also see it with how they kind of acquire offensive linemen. I think another thing that sticks out to me is just how aggressive, you know, and involved I've heard he was during the trade deadline for a lot of the people, for a lot of their big acquisitions. So I think that relationship, that understanding of the X's and O's and how to augment your process to best, to best accommodate those X's and O's, I think is a huge testament to what he does. And when I hear that from people, you know, around the NFL, I'm just like, that is what you want to hear. And it does, does it ensure success? Absolutely not. But it definitely kind of sets you up in a position where you're like, this guy understands the vision of the coach and can get that, get the, get the scouting staff to understand that same vision and get the best possible players in here to fit the vision uh, of the offense or the defense for that matter. Right. It's so wild to me that that's just not how everybody does it because players don't just play. Like there's no just line up and sandlot it. Like you're playing in a scheme. It's the NFL. These are the best coaches on the planet. And if you're not getting guys to fit what they want offensively or defensively, you're just, you're asking to fail. And I, I, the fact that he's one of the best at it is great. And he's coming here, but it's pretty wild to me that that's not standard operating procedure on literally 32 of 32 teams. Yeah. And I think that there is, a certain amount of people trying to do that. But again, I think that speaks to his skill set. I think you're around guys. I've been around multiple front offices and they're always trying to do that, but it is, there's a certain art to, as you know, and as we've talked about through our draft content that we do every single year, there's a certain art to that ability. And I think he's got that artistry um, that kind of flushes out the kind of analytic, very detailed approach that he acquired when he was in uh, New England. So I think it's, it's a guy that is, very naturally talented at it, a guy that was able to cultivate a skill set in many different systems, New England, um, obviously Denver, and then San Francisco, to kind of round out that process and allow him to find the best the best pieces uh, to fit what the coaches need. Logan Paulson with us, of course, co-host of Take Command with me. Uh, a couple times a week, you can catch it in your podcast feeds or on 106.7 The Fan's YouTube page. All right, so that leads to the head coach discussion, which is now the next order of business. I can't believe we're on Friday, uh, on the Friday after Black Monday, and we're already got one down onto the head coach thing. This one's going to take a little bit longer because of how the structure of the interviews goes. But with Adam Peters here, um, does it change kind of your list at all or who you think the top candidates could or should be? Um, No, not really. You know, I kind of go off my personal biases, and I think that, for me, uh, you know, for me personally, and you know, based on the list that's reported, I'm an offensive guy. I really like what what Ben Johnson's been doing in Detroit. There does seem to be kind of a pre-existing personal relationship 
with Spielman and I think his brother or there's some connection there to the front office. And yeah, Chris Chris Spielman's the, I think, team president uh, there in Detroit with the Lions. So there's definitely going to be right. some connection there. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Bob Myers, you know, had a connection with Adam Peters. I think those are those are two kind of very telling, uh, you know, personnel decisions by Josh Harris in terms of that group. And so I would kind of lean in that direction. Again, I don't know. That may be my own biases are clouding my judgment. I think all the coaching candidates, as we've talked about on our show, are very, very qualified. I'd be excited to have any, every single one of them. But again, I like offensive football. I think there's, um, you know, a precedent for that, that offensive coaches tend to have, you know, quicker um, success. I, I like that he's worked with a quarterback that was struggling in LA and then kind of revitalized his, revitalized his career. Cause obviously I think it's not insignificant that you're going to be picking a quarterback probably with the second overall pick. Obviously you could trade back. There's a million things you could do, but if you do pick a quarterback, you want somebody who understands how to maximize that position and, and elevate that position in a way that, um, you know, I think we were kind of hoping EB would do for Sam Howell. So I think that's kind of the hope there for me is when I see a, a talented offensive coordinator uh, on the market available, I think I look at the, the kind of recent history, Kyle, Sean, um, you know, the offensive coordinator in, I'm forgetting his name, in Minnesota at the moment, Mike Kevin, McDaniels, yeah. all those different guys, Kevin, yeah, Kevin O'Connell. Like that to me is kind of the direction that head coaching hire should go. It allows you to keep your offensive identity through through um, position coaching changes, through coordinator changes, through run game coordinator changes, which I think is pr- incredibly important. So that's the one that, uh, that kind of calls to my attention and gets me really excited. But again, I think all those coaches have excellent pedigree and, and would do an excellent job given the opportunity. No doubt. And as, uh, as Nick Wagner pointed out earlier on our show, uh, Nick covered uh, Bobby Sloak in San Francisco, where who obviously worked with Adam as well. So he becomes, to me, a, a really interesting one. And either way, those guys are running similar systems here. Um, and Nick used a phrase that I liked when talking about Ben Johnson in terms of kind of the approach that like they're cut. He's not from the Shanahan tree, but he's cut from the same cloth. If you were kind of to describe that philosophy and, and what kind of players you need and kind of what Adam Peters is looking for, like how do Ben Johnson, Bobby Sloak work with Adam Peters to build a football team that fits the mold of what's winning in the NFL right now? Yeah, so I think, you know, to answer the first part of your question with Ben Johnson, I think when you watch Detroit's film, there's times where, quite honestly, I'm watching, I'm like, I can't believe that this guy didn't work directly with Kyle or with Sean because it, it, it the offense is so, so similar. Obviously, there's a little bit more gap scheme. Obviously, there's a little bit more downhill element to it. But the, the principles, the, the foundation, the foundational pieces of Kyle's offense are there. And what I mean by that is the strong commitment to running the football. The, the, the play-action pass mirrors and is closely tied with that. They understand how to manipulate defenses to maximize concepts each and every week based on formation. So I think that's one of the reasons why I get so excited about that. And so, like, what do those offenses entail? I think going out and identifying, you know, offensive linemen that can fit that offensive scheme are really important. Finding the different body types for wide receiver. I think you see with Kyle, you see with Mike, um, you even see this in Minnesota to a certain extent with Kevin O'Connell, the importance of getting receivers that can stretch the field vertically to open up those horizontal passing windows. So can you find that personnel? This week, in, in, in this year's draft, there's a ton of receivers that have that skill set. So it feels very likely they'll be able to find a guy to supplement the, the receiving group they already have. So I think that's kind of what you're looking at offensively. And like you mentioned, you've got Bobby Slow down in Houston, right? They've got these different body types at receiver. they got Nico Collins, he's 6'3", 6'4", 215, 220 pounds, kind of your true X. They've got Tank Dell, who's small, 
flight. They've got a Dalton Schultz at tight end who, again, can kind of work the seam. But they're all different types of skill sets that all can be maximized in the context of that offense. It's not just one size fits all. And I think understanding that as a personnel guy, as the GM now for Adam Peters, is going to be extremely critical. So uh, when I look at that, I think that's how Peters elevates these groups is by getting in the office, communicating with Ben, Ben saying, these are the things I want to emphasize with my offensive philosophy and within the context of this team. And then, it, you know, we talk about personnel from a, you know, a, a body type standpoint oftentimes, but I think it's also a personality standpoint. When you look at San Francisco, Francisco, one of the things that I draw when I watch them all the, when I watch them every single week is the toughness that they have on that roster. And you can tell that's an intentional decision. So making sure you're not only finding the right guys physically, but finding the right guys from a, um, from a mental kind of study kind of mindset standpoint is also going to be a huge part of making sure that that identity from the GM to the head coach to the team is seamless and executed at a high level. And that is a huge reason why when people ask me who should they take at number two, my answer is still I have no idea because the next four months are going to be what tells us that as much as anything. Like, everyone's got the tape now. No, There's no more games to be played at the college level. That's the evaluation process, uh, the tape process. But the scouting of, like, who these guys are as people is going to be pretty fascinating. And, and the commanders can't have a better guy, it seems, to, to kind of parse through, sit down, and talk with these potential quarterbacks and figure out who they are because your quarterback's got to have that personality uh, if you're going to take them with that number two pick. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. And I think, you know, this is not only a guy that, you know, it has to be if you're if you're going number if you're going with the number two pick a guy that is physically capable of doing it but emotionally kind of capable of handling that next step to the NFL and, and I say emotionally because it's not just X's and O's it's not just you know studying it's how you are you the face of the franchise can you handle that pressure I think this we've talked about this at nauseum how this city is ready this area is ready to kind of return to great greatness and can you handle the pressure of that as a young player coming in and so I think that, again that's going to be a huge part of the evaluation process and, and you know who, I'm not saying they're going to take a quarterback at two but maybe it, it, it's involving it's involved in your decision to kind of hey we're going to trade this pick we're going to move back and acquire more pieces because actually we think Penix is the guy and we can get him later so I think that it's going to be a huge extremely fun decision for for everybody involved and I can't wait to see how they handle it if only we had some time to talk about it you know it's going to happen so fast <laughs> the next yeah, four months of podcasts. Uh, well, we have to. We'll do plenty <laughs> of head coach scouting first. By the way, um, really, really interesting uh, exercise that Logan and I went through the other day that is available now on YouTube and, of course, in the podcast feed on Take Command. Originally, Logan, we were just going to play a segment of this on the show, but instead, we're talking to you about the breaking news here. Uh, but right. I also feel like what we did is is perfectly validated by what just happened here um we did kind of a mathematical model a very baseline model but mathematical uh chart of the best job openings available for head coach and we said look based off these factors ownership the roster the resources you have to to rebuild a roster um the kind of the atmosphere around the organization washington's the best job and by, by our model it wasn't really even that close and i think right. getting adam peters by friday proves just how valuable this job is like we were right logan is basically what i'm trying to say yeah and i know a lot of people disagreed with us you're entitled to your opinion but i do feel somewhat vindicated after this news today so there you go 
Yeah, uh, we probably should have mentioned the Vegas Golden Knights when we talked about Las Vegas and other other teams in town. <laughs> that was a miss by us. But you know what? We missed the hockey team on the football podcast, and one person from Vegas finds it is upset. Um, I'll deal with them when we're out there for Super Bowl. You know, we'll just there you go. That's it. Yeah, head on a swivel, Craig. Those, yeah. those Vegas fans. Yeah, no, I, I said I would deal with them. Not they're going to deal with me. I, I really would like <laughs> it to be that direction. All right, uh, Logan Paulson. Uh, make sure you check out all his stuff. Uh, for the Commanders on their YouTube page. And, of course, the Take Command podcast twice weekly, uh, which you can subscribe to right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, Logan, uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, good luck to, to your boy in the hockey tournament. And yes, I'll talk to you on you. Tuesday. Appreciate it. Sounds good, brother. Thanks.